2: Now, your main event,
0: introducing the hosts of Wrestling With Freddy, Jeff
2: Die and Freddy Prince Jr.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of Wrestling With Friends and this is the news of the week. Reportedly, Cody Rhodes losing in Wrestlemania and Brock taking out Cody was in plans before the sale of WWE Some are debating whether or not Vince McMahon may be back in some sort of creative control We're here to tell you that he is Logan Paul re-signs a multi-year contract with WWE And Tony Khan has made a huge announcement that they will be bringing back the all-in pay-per-view At Wembley Stadium in the UK Good evening and good luck What's up, everybody? It's Freddie Prinz Jr. With me, as always, the greatest co-host known to mankind, Mr. Jeff Dye, and this is Wrestling With Friends. How are you, sir? Feeling good, buddy. How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good, man. I'm a little sick, but it, I didn't get COVID, so it's a cold. Yeah. And uh, I'll take a cold over COVID any day of the week, brother. I caught it at Disneyland, had a great time. People at Disneyland are great. You can afford to do the guide. That's the way to do Disneyland, brother. You do not wait in a line.
3: I have like a bootleg guy. What? I have a guy who's like obsessed with Disneyland. And uh, like he knows everything. He's one of these guys that's like read every book about it. He knows where all the hidden Mickeys are. He knows what time to go to which areas. And so even if I'm on a date, I just make him come with me. I go, hey, come with us, Aaron. Shout out to Aaron Marsh. (laughs) He's like a free guide, you know, like I don't have to pay any money. I have a buddy like that too. His name's Tim Dowling. He's Mm -hmm. a writer and he knows everything about
0: Disneyland. But he can't make you skip the line. How can your guy Oh no make no, we don't get to the skip line? the
3: line. He just knows like, "Oh, don't go over to that area cuz we've got that's better at like 3:30. That's when that line is a little sh-. He definitely can't get us to oh, skip the he's line. He's got it
0: wired. Yeah, yeah. He's got all the apps on his phone and stuff too, I bet. Oh, for sure. Like when and sometimes I'll bring a, a wheelchair
3: so we can cut the line, you know? I'll just wheel You're it. such an a-hole. <laughs> oh my god. I hate
0: those people so I did, much. I don't. Really sure. really do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so side quest Disneyland's still awesome yep. I had never done any of the Star Wars stuff It was pretty cool um, The Cars ride's still awesome I did the Incredicoaster, which was awesome My kids did 28 rides Jeepers. And we were there all freaking day My son's goal was 30 He passed out at 28
4: It yeah, is- was
0: out cold He could not hack it But I want to tell you my favorite prank at Disneyland And I want to encourage all of you to do it and if you get thrown out of the park, it's, you know, don't be mad at me. It was worth it. All right. So here we go. The Haunted Mansion. Right. It's my favorite ride at Disneyland. Freddie, that ride sucks. Whatever. Shut up. That's it's cool. my favorite. So you want to save this to the very end of the day because you might get thrown out. Um, You're going to be in line for a little while. unless you get the sweet guide like your boy Freddie does. And. You're going to walk into the mansion, and before you ever sit in the buggy, that's what their little, like, uh, carts are called. They call them buggies. You go into this room, and you're in there with a bunch of people, and it's just like an entryway into an old New Orleans mansion, right? Like a plantation mansion, one of those kind of things. And so you go in there, and they tell you this story of, like, you know, are the walls getting longer? Or are you getting smaller? And you look up and like the room is stretching, right? And then you hear a lightning crash, crash. And you look up and there's a woman hanging by a noose. And she goes, ah, and everyone goes, ah, and then the lights come on and the doors open and you walk into the area where the buggies are. So here's what you do. Jeff, you're going to love this. And you're like seven feet tall. So it's going to be even better.
3: I'm already into it. You had me a prank at Disney. I was-
0: <laughs> so this time my son did it. I, I started it. My daughter mastered it. And now we passed on the tradition to Rocky, who's 10. And he was so excited for this. So we're in there. There's about 12 other people in there with us and our groups, about eight to 10 deep, right? So we're all in there and everybody looks up and you hear the lightning crash, crash. And there's a woman hanging from a noose. Ah, the lights go out. The lights come on. My son is dead in the middle of the floor. Dead. laying out dead. The Japanese couple that was in there, freaking out, and my son jumps up and he goes, Ha ha! Everybody starts laughing. Nobody was mad. I'm dead. Like, I'm dying on the floor. Sarah's shaking her head in embarrassment and shame, which makes it 10 times yeah, better. it was great. And all our friends are dying laughing because we didn't tell them he was going to do it. It was just a little secret between me and my two kids. I encourage all of you to do it. We didn't get kicked out, but again, your boy Freddy's got the goods, so they're not gonna throw me out. So you just, I encourage you to do it at the end of your day.
3: I don't think they'd kick anyone out for that. That's a very fun and harmless prank. I mean, he's just laying on the ground, right? Well, you would get someone a heart attack yeah, if guess. there's an old person they in there. They showed a you know? woman hanging by a noose. That's pretty aggressive. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't get too mad at a kid. <laughs> That's my defense. Yeah. You gotta keep You cute can be my defense kid lawyer. Kid exhibit it. A. Yeah, it's like, you gotta, Rocky's cute. He's a little kid. He can't go, your family's out of here. It's like, give me a break. That's as great. soon
0: as soon as he heard them scream, he went. He jumped up and started laughing, like he thought it was the great. You would have thought he won the Super Bowl. Like <laughs> he thought it was it the greatest great. thing ever.
3: I like that he likes making people laugh.
0: Jeffrey, we went to Monday Night Raw. Uh, my daughter joined us.
3: Yeah, it was fun, and we had great seats. By the way, you you're great at good seats.
0: Yeah, well, again, up, we're going back to your boys got the goods. Um, so we we thank them for those great seats. Although it was a wrestler that hooked us up. It wasn't the company. <laughs> what <laughs> did wrestlers, buy- or did they hook us up at Mania? I don't want to say any names because I don't want to get anyone in trouble over there. They end up getting heat. And I give latitude to the Raw after WrestleMania because everyone deserves a break, right? right? They've been wrestling like crazy. They've been going, matches are long. People are getting hurt and beat up out there. But there was no wrestling in this show. <laughs>
4: yeah, very, very, very little
0: wrestling. <laughs> there, Very little wrestling. Um, So I don't have too, too much to say about it, except that Vince is back. Reportedly, he rewrote the show moments before it went on air. And I'm here to let you know that that's 100% true. Yeah, (laughs) That is one. That is not a report. That is factual. So whoever reported that first got it right. Uh, Anybody giving them crap is just giving them crap. I don't know who reported it first, but I know for a fact that the whole show was, was rewritten.
3: I said it about a thousand times. Yeah. I just kept, but I was just guessing it, but every time something happened, I go fences back.
0: He's a hundred percent back. I don't know if he did SmackDown as well. I heard that they kind of left SmackDown alone, which he's always been very hands off of unless he was in a mood, at least when I worked there, but uh, there
3: wasn't, too
0: too much to say about Raw, but there were a couple surprises. Were there any highlights for
3: you? I like when exciting things happen where you go, ooh, was this uh, you know, like was that real? You know, I'm one of those guys still, or yeah. like, like, oh, I think that was real. Like for whatever reason, I get very excited yeah. about that. Um, Seth Rollins came out and they're doing the whole thing, and then they played a commercial during his uh intro. And then we could kind of hear him having a freak out uh on some people he was that worked. Like they're, they're like the kind of people had like headphones and they're going I'm sorry because they're they're just they're produ- production people and he's going why is this, why is there commercial like he was like going couldn't really hear what he was saying out but you could just tell he was mad.
2: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me Jay Harris that you won't want to miss.
5: Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Yeah, he said, what the hell is going on? I saw that come out of his mouth. I think he was more pissed than pissed at them. I think he was pissed when he went backstage at whoever did that. But if I was him, I would have been just as angry. And I thought the way he dealt with it was so hardcore and awesome because yeah. you, so for those who don't know, he had a backstage segment and then walked out to the middle of the ring for a promo segment because he wasn't going to wrestle either that night. He had just had a huge match. And remember he had to carry that 600 pound gigantic poofy jacket right. uh, that Charlotte Flair wore also um, in a different color. Just putting that out there. You can, you can, you can dress up all you want, Seth. I'm not going to hate you, bro. I don't care how horrible the wardrobe is. You can put in extensions, you can do a French braid. I don't care. I think you're awesome and you just have to deal with it. But um so he had a backstage segment, he comes out and they start playing not just a commercial, a comedy segment where they're reenacting a scene from the 40-year-old virgin with terribly placed chest hair, the whole bit which we fails already and saw also. Work. It's like know. a
3: WrestleMania commercial. It was yeah. like, yeah, we already saw it. It wasn't even like a new thing
0: just do a just do another promo for WrestleMania and celebrate yourself. You don't need to put crappy stuff out there, which I think is what Seth was mad about. Again, I'm guessing on this part. Uh and then we started to see him kind of lose it and you guys couldn't see this if you were watching the show cuz you had to watch that sketch again. I I'm using the term sketch lightly. Yeah, he was pissed and he was yelling, he was hot. They come back from commercial, he gets a microphone, And you legit just see it in his face where he's like, nah, man, I'm not doing this. They surprised me with this crap. I'm pissed. I'm just going to wait and let the crowd do what they do. And so we all did the, oh. Yeah. And instead of cutting a promo, he just throws the mic out of the ring and walked out. And walked out of the friggin' show. And there is, you could tell me till I'm blue in the face that that was scripted, or till you're blue in the face, that that was scripted and that it was all planned. That is a bunch of BS. I know real stuff when I see it, and that was real. That was the same thing when they tried to deny that, that uh, Tyson Fury and Drew didn't know that, or they knew the whole time that it was still going and singing Sweet Caroline. Oh, no, yeah. they did not know the cameras were still on. You can save face all you want. Right. You can try to say, Brody doesn't know. I know. (laughs) So it's (laughs) the same thing on this. And he was pissed and he stormed out of the ring. He did not walk back like happy, awesome life. Everybody loves me, Seth Rollins. He walked off like, yo, I'm about to go yell at somebody. And look, lots of guys yell at Vince. You know, they're at that level where... If he respects you, you can yell. He yells, so he doesn't care if you yell back. So long as it's coming from a real place. Honestly, that was like the best part of the show, besides yeah. Matt Riddle coming back.
3: Yeah, Riddle back was <laughs> was interesting too. Like that was a, I was fascinated that that happened. Yeah, it was very fun. I actually, you, uh, the the turn, uh, Brock Lesnar pretending he's going to tag with Cody, and then just f fiving him a thousand times. Was fun. Oh,
0: they're just killing poor Cody. They're just killing the poor guy. I
3: don't get it. They're just killing him.
0: I mean, look, if he gets to go over Brock Lesnar in Puerto Rico at what is it? Backlash is the next one. Then, oh, then okay. Then, then you're saving it because he's beating Brock Lesnar. And then you let him go after Roman again. And in the meantime, Sammy and Kevin can tell their story until they eventually break up again, right? right? You can't ever keep Sammy and Kevin together for that long. It's just they're both too good to not go at each other. And that's right. no matter how many times they fight, I'll watch it. So hopefully that's the plan. Although the way things have been going, it, it, they'll reverse squash it. Like when Goldberg beat Brock in nine seconds, and then Goldberg will just beat Cody in nine seconds, and it'll be over. And I'll be like, yo, what? I'm telling you, we didn't go the second night. The second he lost, I just turned off the TV. Oh yeah, I didn't even watch the aftermath. <laughs> I was just like, that was such a horrible finish. I hate it so much. It's not good heat. It's changed the channel heat. Um, but yeah, man, the Monday night after Raw, or the Raw after WrestleMania, I didn't say that correctly at all, was not my favorite Raw of the year. I'll leave it at that.
3: Yeah, and it usually is. It's usually wildly... And I wouldn't say wildly. I in my opinion, it's always better than WrestleMania. I'm always like, I'd i don't, I'd almost rather go to that raw than, than than all of WrestleMania. And this is like kind of the first year I've where I've seen it was- some
0: great ones. I mean, every time Randy Orton retained a WrestleMania, the Monday night after after Mania was always insane. It was always insane. And he would come out to so much hate. So many booze, And then he'd be like, well, I'm never wrestling again. And then the gym would be like, you're wrestling tonight. <laughs> and the crowd goes, yeah, and it's John Cena. And you just get the same match again. I would like to move on from Raw unless there's something else you want to
3: know. That was pretty much it. I, I just, the big burying at the end, I should have seen coming because they did it once to John Cena. They did the exact same thing shot by shot, which also proves that Vince is back. But, they
0: did it with Dusty Rhodes, yeah. And Co- yeah.
3: But um, And he said, you
0: were right, the fix is in and hit him with the boot. I remember that.
3: But I didn't see I didn't see it coming when I watched it. And I was just sitting there and at this at Raw, like everyone else being like, What just happened? I thought we were gonna see this like huge tag match. Uh but anyways. I
0: by the way, I would have been really excited to see that match. Everyone was. I would have been really you know what I mean? And they're just like, nah, you don't get that. Yeah. Like, why do you keep taking stuff away? <laughs> I want to talk about AEW. Let's because do it. AEW was better than anything that WWE put on this week. It was better than Raw, better than NXT, better than SmackDown. Um, and SmackDown, I, I did enjoy one match. AEW this week, I don't know how you can have a full on musical number a full-on, like, scat session where he's like, Like, he's literally, like, scatting out there, singing Pennies from Heaven. And it is the loudest pop in all of professional wrestling, whether it be WWE, any indie shows out there that pulled a huge crowd. He got the biggest pop of the week in wrestling, and he didn't even wrestle, and he barely cut a promo. He just sang a friggin' song, got the mayor of Long Island, the actual mayor of Long Island, who, by the way, was straight money on the mic. (laughs) That guy should be a manager. Got the key to Long Island, backed up, got interrupted by one of the musicians who happened to be Luke Perry's son, Jack Perry, who I really like. He's really, really growing on me. I'm glad they dropped the Jungle Boy. Comes off more like a man now. And then he whipped on... MJF's ass and then MJF whipped on his ass for a little bit and then he whipped on his more and then they got split up and Sammy Guevara comes out and just picks up the title and basically shines both friggin' guys and goes and has what to me was my match of the week against this luchador that I hadn't seen named Commander and the match was just sick like they were doing spots designed to fail or designed to be reversed I should say And when it's you think commander's about to do something sick and instead he just gets taxed, but he ran across the ropes, tight roping, jumped off and did 27 flips with eight like Greg Louganis was blushing. He did so many flips. It was freaking crazy. But back to MJF, this dude, I I don't under, I don't get it. He, he did a song. Wrestling fans hate Broadway. Wrestling (laughs) fans hate Broadway, but they hated us first. Okay. Like Hollywood crapped on wrestling way before wrestling ever crapped on Hollywood. So that's why we we reject a lot of celebrities coming in. That's why that's why you won't see me wrestling in that ring. You can't drag a a wrestling fan to a Broadway show. And this dude singing and dancing and the crowd is louder than they are for any match or anything. This dude is the gold standard in professional wrestling. He is top of the food chain. Roman Reigns is what he is, and he and he's great. And he's not even close to reaching what MJF already has. And MJF hasn't been doing it half as long at this level. This dude, uh, he could go out. He'd go out next week. Sit in a stool, open up Dr. Seuss book, the one that you're not allowed to read anymore, and read it word for word, and show the pictures of the racist imagery that everyone got mad about and they would, they would, they would cheer and it would be the highest rated segment of the friggin' week. I don't understand how he's able to, he could go out there and read you where the wild things are. So you could have a bedtime story and the crowd would go crazy. I just don't know how he's doing it
3: he's got that it factor. It's that 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 it thing that Dude. no one knows how to describe. So they just call it that it thing. He's he's one of the first I've ever seen in wrestling who has that. I agree. I'm part of the marks that go but read me. I want to hear where the wild things are by MJF. Like they, like <laughs> I'm into that. The second you said it I go ah, from MJF I'd hear that. He's he's in he's insane. <laughs>
5: Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I freaking love this guy. Now look, Sammy of the four pillars is probably third best on the mic. The four pillars being Jack Perry, Darby, Max, and Sammy. So it it would go Max jack now people could argue jack over Sa- sammy over jack but the reason i think i put jack over sammy as far as the acting skills is he's much more subtle much more subtle than uh than most professional wrestlers he's really really chill and it's almost like a film actor right like his dad and uh so that's why i put him slightly above sammy then sammy and then darby's not so good on the mic
3: besides dan but Housen. I mean, all- dan Housen's one of the pillars
0: Stop it. He's not a pillar. He was not there in the beginning. Britt and even Baker. if he was, he's not Britta a Baker pillar.
3: Baker is the female pillar.
0: Sure. On the, on the women's side, sure. But it's taken the women's side longer to develop. She would have just been the one pillar uh, in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> because she was the only one they had. Also, if she's uh, such so a I'm, star. I'm not giving her that status. If
3: she's such a star, why does she still have to do dentistry to pay her bills? That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have an action figure By and way. have to go to your dentist job.
0: Lots of great teeth in AEW, by the way. So maybe she's given some tips to some of the people. You know, they got, they got some English wrestlers. You know, she, I think <laughs> she's helped them out a lot. That, that's, she's got her
3: work cut out for her with that.
0: But this match between the two of them, I legit watched Commander run from one turnbuckle, tightrope the rope, running, running all the way to the next turnbuckle to jump what looked like was 20 feet in the air. Because remember, he's going all the way to the floor, not back to the ring. Only to catch, I think it was either a super kick or a punch from Sammy Guevara. So the move didn't even work. He put his life in danger to do a spot that made Sammy look good. Think about the level of selflessness that takes. to, To do your thing, where you're putting your life in danger just to make the other guy look good. Like And the risk factor on that is so high for it not to win is just I love when guys do this. I love when girls do this. I love when wrestlers set themselves up for failure. I think it tells the best stories in the ring. Those are the matches that I can't stop watching once I see that happen once because now I got to see what's going to happen next. I knew Sammy would win based on his entrance. If he lost after talking trash to Jack Perry and MJF, it looks like he looks like. What they did to Cody Rhodes, I definitely preferred it to both shows because I just thought the whole night was was really really solid. I didn't know if I was going to like Jamie Hayter versus Rio. And God damn, if I didn't like that, this match, I, she, Rio wrestled the way Jeff Hardy used to wrestle. He can't do damage unless he does something crazy. Mm. And that made it believe because Rio is like maybe 90 pounds. Okay. <laughs> maybe 90 pounds. I'm not joking, dude. She maybe 90 and she's probably like five two. Jamie Hader is a stud. All right. She is thick. She is strong. She's big. She's not fat. She's thick strong big and whips asses and she whipped rio's ass this was a 70 30 beatdown, right and every once in a while rio would take a big risk get it off and then hit her with a couple moves after that but when she just tried to do her suplexes normally jamie broke the hold every time because she's stronger than that tiny little girl and it made you go like, well, this girl's going to get her ass beat. And so then when she does the big move, this was like an old school match, man. This is like one, two, three kid with the way he would have to win back in the day. He'd have to do some crazy shit. And I really I didn't think I was going to like the match because I didn't know how well the two would work together. And I thought it worked great. I love Jamie's finisher. Uh, I love the champ. I loved her before she was champ. Uh, I know you like her too, but did you see this match and did you like it? I
3: did see it. I did like it. And no one likes her more than than our producer, Alex. He's he oh, would yeah. He'd Ruin, love of his life, he'd ruin his home for her. He would, he would do whatever it takes. He would, he would, he'd risk it all. And that's what true love is about. For Jamie Hader, no, she's that's right. She's, Jamie, just remember,
0: just know, an ex-marine loves you, yeah. and so do we.
3: A hero loves you. You should be so lucky, Jamie Hader. No, she, she is a star, and I, I that's one thing I do love about AEW is that they're willing to say, that's a star. Let's run with it. You know what I'm saying? I got a little bit of pushback at my wrestling party for commenting about how good Jade Cargill is. And everyone's like, oh, you just think that because she wrestles with a bunch of scrubs. Like she's, if she came to WWE, I was like, no, she's a star. I think Jade Cargill's a star. She is
0: a star. She would get the same push in WWE if she was there now.
3: She, and she should, she would, deserves every second of of any uh push she gets
0: and they're such different athletes too, the two women and they're giving them both a great push that look jade doesn't have a storyline until now because they brought taya valkyrie Mm and by the way respect to them for bringing that girl in because she can actually bring something to this and and help help jade evolve but yeah man they they definitely give a more consistent push to talent than wwe we may feel they push the wrong person sometimes sure but they're consistent with it if they say hey we're giving you a shot you're getting a real shot Not and if you mess up that's okay you're gonna get it right next week and wwe if you mess up that's it your story's over yeah period and it's 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 literally end of story
3: do you think that's a wwe thing or a vince thing vince okay because i was gonna say like i'm you know we're looking into more Vince era, unfortunately, but I wonder if that will always be the case with WWE, or if it's just a. He thing. used to,
0: I used to hear him say it all the time. If somebody messed up a spot, he'd go, "Well, that's dead money." Oh gosh! And I would just be like, "Yo, they made a mistake, dog!" Like in TV and film, we get take two.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Take <laughs> this is when life. I'm in it. Stuff take ten. Up. Take twelve. You know, I get <laughs> a lot of
0: takes. That's just a director taking liberties. <laughs> that's
3: what that is. Well, uh, it's funny. It's kind of like when you um, play a sport with a group of people that don't know you. Like if like if you had a group that you play basketball with every week and then you bring me, but yeah. they don't know me, but they just know like, oh Freddie brought this yeah. guy. You you basically they'll pass once and if you brick that shot or something, that, that's they they're not passing to you again. You get that one...
0: Yeah, you're rebounding and yeah. and, and defending the wing if, I, if <laughs> for
3: the rest of the game. If I blow one catch at the Turkey Bowl with a bunch of strangers, they're like, well, that guy sucks. It's like, no, 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 I just missed the first one. I'm a little nervous. Let me... Uh... Yeah, that's how Vince treats <laughs> wrestling. It's terrible. It's
0: like, and it's been proven before, like, with Kevin Owens, right? Coming out of NXT, and everybody loved this guy. And so he debuts on Raw, they give him John Cena, and he beats him. Love he it. does his own finisher to him and says, you can't see me. And look at the reward you got out of that. And don't tell me it wasn't, it didn't pay off because you re-signed him to a multi-million dollar contract. So, you know, he's money. So if the crowd, this is why I said earlier in the podcast, it feels like they keep taking stuff away instead of giving us stuff. It's your job as the provider to provide. Right. We're the consumer. We consume. Don't take stuff Supply away. Supply demand, baby. Nobody wants that. <laughs> like L.A. LA Knight is necessary. He's necessary. That's why people are screaming, yeah. I don't know how he pulls it. <laughs> just anything. He'll say any sentence, and all of a sudden you'll just hear, yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm with that. All the way.
3: <laughs> well, actually, here's a fun side well, quest. So, what's your least me, favorite? What's your least favorite wrestling catchphrase? Ah, uh, that's that's a
0: great friggin' question.
3: Mine is the what? what? Be my... The stone cold Steve Austin what? is so I hate the what yeah I hate the what that's
0: definitely that's probably my number 1 as well I I just tried to delete it from my mind I mean I just hate that the crowd loves it so much I that know. they bury wrestlers it's yeah. like why would you bury someone you like why would you bury someone who has potential why would you you're you're literally affecting their career yep. backstage that's why I hate the what when also it's like, they would I've do watched it, it happen
3: they, they'll do it when Go it ahead. wasn't even like in a stone-cold storyline. Like, just a different wrestler is out there. doing oh, they do a it promo in every like, single storyline. What? And it's like, oh, this is so stupid. It's also, like, it feels very, like, immature and juvenile. Like, it's not that clever, you know? Ugh, I hate it. I
0: feel like if they knew the actual damage that they've done, they would stop immediately. Like, when I worked there, I, I'm i not joking. I watched wrestlers' careers End. End. Because they got wooded during a promo and it threw them off. Ugh. And all of a sudden it was over. And I'm looking at Vince and he's dead money. And that was it. And the whole storyline for that wrestler dies. And then wrestling fans complain about, you know, storylines and no consistency. And I'm like, man, you guys, you don't even know. Like right. you have an impact. And maybe you want to have that kind of impact. And a lot of professional yeah. wrestlers, this is what they're born for. They're not born to be an accountant. They're, they're, it's not in their genetics. Like they were born... And in the fourth grade, knew what they wanted to be. They knew what they wanted to be. And all of a sudden, one bad promo can just kill you. Now, granted, that's only at WWE. But there was a long time when the WWE was the only show in town. You can count TNA and NJPW, obviously. But as far as like mainstream, understood wrestling that everyone knew the name of, even in Hollywood, where they crap all over it, it was WWE. And I've literally watched careers go down the toilet and been like, ah, man, they just stopped. They just stopped. But I, it never will. It never will. Not enough Not enough of you are listening to the
6: podcast. I Tell know. your
0: friends. I want to get to my newest, most favorite wrestler in the world. Okay. Which is Santos Escobar. Oh, wow. Um, I freaking love this guy. I watched him in a match during the WWE World Cup against Ricochet. You saw that match. And these two guys were just going ham on each other. And I... I didn't know how they were so good, and I got educated that they had had a similar match on Lucha Underground back in the day, which I didn't even know he was on. Shout out to luchadors all over the world. And watching this match just made me, it just took him to a different place for me. Like, I'd seen him on NXT, and I liked him. I thought he was cool. I wanted him to be solo. I didn't feel like he needed a manager necessarily. But if English isn't your first language, they're normally going to stick you with a manager. This dude can do all the flippity-floppity stuff that some people hate, but I love. But he's strong. He's got a great body. He's super friggin' handsome. I think he's good on the mic. The only... Look, he wrestled with Ray, and they went against Judgment Day with Damian Priest and Dominic. And the Judgment Day won, and I get why they have to win, because you can't really weaken them now, or Rhea's the only strong one in the group. But, uh, But I hated seeing him... Lose now. My my thought process is they lose now and they win in Puerto Rico. Like how sick is it if Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar win at uh, what you would call a backlash in Puerto Rico, where Latinos go- like Puerto Ricans get hated on by like other Latinos, but Puerto Ricans don't hate other Latinos, right? Because we're it's just I don't I don't know. I'm not trying to say we're cooler. I'm just trying to say like. We don't have the same kind of beef that people have. <laughs> We're just chilling.
3: More a stick-together so type I, of culture. Well, we just
0: we just embrace everybody, man. Yeah. Just be cool. We I just like want it. you to be cool. That's all. And, oh, and Bad Bunny will obviously be in this. So uh, he'll either have their back or he'll be in the match. I think he's hosting it, but he'll have something to do with it as well because it's the Latino world order, bro. The LWO. Shout out to Eddie Guerrero. Oh,
3: yeah. Someone was disappointed we didn't reference the LWO in uh... – Online, they were like, "How come you didn't bring up LWO?" And the whole podcast was like, "Well, oh, yeah." They were like, "They were, well, we
0: just did." So there yeah, you go. There you go. See, now you can. Now you can be happy. You don't have to worry about the stuff. We don't say now nah, you can focus on the stuff we do. I got love for LWO. Don't trip.
3: Also, let's be not. Let's be honest. It's not like they have the NWO. This isn't. You know, it's not like uh, it's not groundbreaking. You know.
0: Yeah, it do, and it also doesn't have the same kind of heat behind it. Something we love. The but, WWE's not giving it as big enough of a of a push. But if they get behind it the way they're behind Judgment Day, Judgment Day's received a consistent push. If they did that with LWO, who has a guy that can legit wrestle. And a manager who can legit talk, mm-hmm. then go for it. You know what I mean. But I love this dude. He's my new favorite wrestler. I think he's awesome. I started following him on Instagram. I wish he would post more. Um, but I, I just think he's great. He's got everything. He's good looking. He's big enough. He's not like super super little. His body's solid, and the dude can literally fly. Like it, it, I, I just, I, I would break my neck if I even practiced it once. And. Forget career over, my life would be over. And he does it like six times a match. I love it. Well, Mr. Jeff, yeah. I'd like to close with Sammy Zayn. Look, man, Sami Zayn and Jey Uso were the two stars to emerge out of this bloodline story. I think they're both bigger stars than Roman Reigns. I know Roman's the big dog and I know he's necessary and, and I respect him and all that. But I think both of them have more star power. Sammy has received the proper push. Now it's what do they do with Jay? Because when this story ends, and it will end, you're not breaking up Twin Brothers. You're just not. That'll be the one tag team. I hope that, they never break up. Good, yeah,
3: Twin Brothers. Come on, they
0: they won't let them. Like Jimmy and Jay simply won't let that happen. So what do you do with Jay? Because he's a better actor than Jimmy. He's got the short hair. He looks a little leaner. He's a good, really good look. I mean, they both are. They're identical twins. But he has. There's a little something extra with him. And I would hate for them to miss out on an opportunity to give this guy the push he deserves because he does deserve a push. I don't know if it's a world championship. Maybe it's an IC or a US championship, or maybe it's just wrestling with top guys and having this like extra solo career where he can go out and do great things like Jeff Hardy was able to for a while. But I really like this guy and I hope they don't sleep on him because I know there's something special there. They just have to pull back a couple more layers of that skin and I think you're going to get something really, really special, man. You like know a what? David Cronenberg movie.
3: I'm going to go back on what we just agreed on. Maybe there what? is a storyline where identical twins are feuding with each other. I mean, it'd be way confusing for the audience unless you put them in some, like, dramatically different color. Give, <laughs> one of them's got to wear a top hat or something. But the... You know, why a top hat? Yeah, something to go. Oh, that's Why'd Jay. Why'd you give him a top hat? Jay wears a hat. I know that that's not uh, the Jimmy, but the uh, maybe there is a cool storyline. You know, because like Owen Hart versus Bret sure, Hart was okay. like was pretty awesome. Like little brother versus the legendary technical rest. Um So maybe there is a, a universe where where two twins like have just enough's enough. They've broken up, so there might be some good story there. But these two dudes are the best.
0: I hope I'm wrong, and I hope you're right. And I hope someone over there does have a cool story. That'd be awesome, right? I, yeah, I take it back, too. That would be really, really cool, and I'm really, really dumb. And I
3: told you I don't know how to book. That's not true at all. You'd know more about but But I do think that then you also have this inevitable return, you know, where they come back together, and people are like, we've been waiting for them to, like, you know, get over their crap and come back together. And It is time for everyone's favorite new
0: segment. It debuted last week. It's going to continue this week and we have some sweet theme music, and here it comes. I'm ready. Jeff dies.
3: Hot Tag.
6: The Hot Tag.
3: Well, I got into an argument this week with some of my wrestling friends, and uh, they were trying to decide who is the greatest, you know? Like, if you could only pick one, you could, someone valuable to wrestling. And what you try to think is, like, all right, who's somebody that maybe nobody says, you know? Lot could say Hogan. Some could say Andrew the Giant. Some would argue Vince, right? Vince made it. He's the creator. And so he's he's the main thing. Whenever someone asks whenever someone tells me they're a Philadelphia Phillies fan, I always say if you can pick my favorite Philadelphia Philly, I'll give you a thousand dollars. And nobody's ever been able to pick it. And not because uh, not because my pick is bad, it's because nobody thought about this pick. I always say it's the Philly fanatic. Now, because... I knew you were going to say that. I was going to get the thousand bucks. Yeah, but you know me too well. I used to say it to strangers. Because they go, Mike Schmidt, Uh, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy Rollins. So, for for wrestling, when I was thinking about this, who is my guy? Who's the one that, like, ride or die has never done anything that I disagree with? He puts other wrestlers over. He's got a great mind. If you
0: pick a referee, I'm going to smack you, dude. You cannot pick a referee. Uh, It's
3: not a referee. It's... Our guy Paul E. Heyman. I think Ooh. He's never made a bad decision He's he's always in character. Even on the side, he's doing these like little things. If you, you could watch a whole match next time you watch a Roman Reigns match, don't watch Roman, just watch Paul the whole time. He's always oh, I've good. done that before. He's so perfect. Even he's these little things, even when he hands Roman the mic, he goes like that. Like he does these little gestures of, yeah. even when he's handing off the mic, there's some sort of wrestling intention in mind. He makes stars of, I mean, not that Roman or Brock weren't stars, but Brock wasn't terribly great on the microphone but he he takes them to another level oh it's amazing he's so good if we I mean I think that you could give Ronda Rousey Paul Heyman as a manager and I would go I think I like Ronda Rousey now because Paul Heyman is just so good and I know this is two weeks in a row of me really pushing uh mic work and making it sound like mic work is is the most important thing which it isn't you got to be the total package but yep. m- Paul Heyman is the secret cup to wrestling. And I hope that when Vince is gone, if he ever leaves, it is uh, Triple H and Paul Heyman at the helm or just Paul Heyman because I think that he is – I think he knows what he's – even in ECW, I loved him. He was like this smarmy, wormy guy, and he made ECW so fun and so great. And uh, I just want to say that Paul Heyman is the true goat of wrestling, and he should be the tribal chief. He's the secret tribal chief.
0: Jeff as hot <laughs> <laughs> I
3: love it.
0: Jeff, tell the people where you're going to be this weekend.
3: Uh, this weekend, I will be in Reno, Nevada at the Improv. Big shout out to all the people of Albany last week. On, uh, we had great shows in Albany. It was so much fun. I didn't realize New York uh, that isn't New York City is so beautiful. What a great state. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. i you say New York's lovely.
3: I went to, you were at Disneyland while I was at baseball Disneyland. I went to Cooperstown. And saw the Hall of Fame, ah. and the whole the whole city is like baseball themed. Every bar is named either Mickey's or Double Days. There's like uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson's autograph shop. Like everything has to do with baseball. It was amazing. Baseball Disney. That's way. cool, Strong man. Recommend.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Wrestling with Freddie. Wrestling with friends.
3: We're out. Follow us on Instagram, Wrestling with Freddie. Twitter is WWFreddiePod. Follow us on all the socials so you can submit your questions for the Federation.
0: This has been a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.